This is Luton Digital, the fantasy football podcast. Here are your hosts, Samo and Steve. Welcome to episode 14 of the Fantasy Football Luton Digital Podcast. I'm joined by my host Steve on a cold day outside. Yes, and this we are attempting a world first. This is a recording live as we make our way up to Liverpool for a day out to see what uh, Liverpool has to offer. First up this week is Reflections. First game of the week, of last game week on Wednesday on Boxing Day was Froome against Wolves 1-1 and um, not much Sessing not much to say about yeah. that second second result is Burnley 1 Everton 5 Dinia got two goals Richardson was initially benched but came on in the last few minutes to score and a lot of people of course had benched Dinia because Everton in the previous game had let in the six goals Crystal Palace nil, Cardiff nil. That result sort of speaks for itself. <laughs> Disastrous result for me, of course, because I had made a change in the keeping department. Uh, my sub-keeper, Etheridge, would have got me ten points. Uh, more of this later in the pod. Leicester 2, Man City 1. Man City upset by Leicester there. Bernardo Silva, the only goal scorer for City, while Pereira and Brighton, I think it was initially recorded as Ricardo goal, but now it's, it's been changed to Pereira and Brighton score for Leicester. And another game where Sterling and Sané failed to turn up. Leicester 4, Newcastle 0. I, think I don't think you mean Leicester there, Sam. I think you actually oh, mean Liverpool, but uh, continue nonetheless. There. Well, Liverpool 4. Newcastle nil. Salah scored a penalty, and I think he made my slightly a dodgy penalty by all accounts. And Alexander Arnold got an assist, and Salah, and my man Lovren headed it. I don't think he headed it in to be honest. But my man Lovren scored from a corner, I think. So great for me, but another thrashing from Liverpool. And Manchester United 3, Huddersfield 1. The disappointing thing here, obviously, the lack of goal contribution from Lingard and, and the Martial fact that De Gea did not keep the clean sheet. He was within two minutes and then he lets millions of managers down. Martial did not start the game and Lingard only could get an assist and Rashford did not contribute many points at all. Pogba of the two goals, I think many managers will be trying to transfer him in this week. And then the game after that is Spurs 5, Bournemouth 0. Five goals for Spurs, however, Harry Kane could only contribute one goal. Whereas Son got two goals. Well, well. The amazing stat there, Sam, of course, Walker Peters with the three assists at just £4.2 million. Brighton 1, Arsenal 1. Not a, not an amazing game. I don't think Arsenal played that well, but my man Aubameyang did get net me a goal. And then later later that night was Watford one, Chelsea two. Hazard got a penalty and a goal and was lucky, unlucky to get more. And the <coughs> final game, of course, was 
Southampton against West Ham and two goals for Felipe Anderson. We didn't see the game, Sam, did we? Because we were at the Panto. I find, yes, our final point in reflections this week, however, is the fact that you, Steve, what were your transfers for this week? Well, this is an amazing stat, Sam, and thanks for bringing it up. Because had I kept the same team and not made any changes, I would have scored 90 points and I would now be within just two of the lead. But as it was, due to the after-effects of a particularly nasty bottle of Aldi whiskey, I'm afraid I made four transfers. Disastrous. Hazard left, Anderson left, Kane came in. For Wilson Hennessy, and Hennessy. Yeah. Left, De Gea came in. The net result was 54 minus the 12. So a 48-point swing at this stage of the season. Is it terminal, Sam? Um, I, don't, I think you're still within a chance. You're still third. And you're not that far off um, Sam Owen and Alex Perry. Although I think they strengthened their lead a little they bit. They had very disappointing game weeks because this was a big 100-pointer. If you've got any sort of class about you, this is the week you should be getting 100 points, as we'll come on to in a minute. When we salute I'm not sure if anyone the manager got, of the week. I don't know if anyone got 100 points this week, sorry to say. But now time for manager of the week. Now, we're doing that in a minute, Sam, but that uh, con- con- concludes the reflections for this week. But a lesson for all managers. Do not tinker, stay off the whiskey. And keep your changes to a minimum. Manager of the Week. This week's Manager of the Week award goes to Alina, whose team Alina's Ball Boys gets a massive 86 points, mainly from the Salah captain, Felipe Anderson goals, Hazard goals, and the Alexander Arnold clean sheet and assist. As well, she had Juan Bissaka and Richarlison. Not a very strong bench, however, with Walker, with, no, with Foster and Walker and Bettinelli all getting zero points. And the front line didn't do much either, but main main points are from Felipe Anson Hazard and a Salah captain who got 24 points when captained this week. Good effort from you there, a leader. Well done. Same thing I said last week. So time now to look at this week's league table and it is tight at the top. Look at these two. They are the David and Goliath of management this season. Is it now a two-horse race? Sam Owen, a disappointing week with 58 points. He has one one six six, just two behind now, the sick boys. Again, a disappointing week because this is a high-scoring week, 11-6-4, and the disaster of the four transfer specials now in third place 50 behind and this is so disappointing having on Christmas Eve been within just two points of the lead in fourth is Dane Morgan the Pharaohs who is catching up to you Steve now nine points behind you Steve we've got 61 this week and below him is my own team who jumps back up into fifth place but I only have a one point lead over Mark Bowes, it's coming home. He gets 56 this week. Well, I have a slightly stronger start, slightly stronger points haul from my last few weeks. I have, I have 63, where he has 56. Mark Burrows, really the story of Christmas. He had a very, very strong uh, pre-Christmas uh, game week. And then he has, again, 
you just cannot write this man off and he talked he was in touch with me late last night to say that he will be deploying the wild bomb in this game week coming up but he has asked Sam rather rudely in fact for no help or assistance whatsoever he is in his words his own manager and back down back in seventh is Haggerston United from Kershaw's team who also gets a 63 um, but Lingardium Leviosa my own team Mark Burrow's team and Tom Kershaw's team are all very close within each other and Sam um, let me just pick up a couple of these other managers here David Todd we've highlighted him in previous weeks his team Delph and Safety obviously reeling from Delph's sending off so maybe he hasn't been as safe as he needs to there but do not rule him out and then look at that name in 10th Sam this is probably the worry this is what will be keeping Mr Perry and Mr Owen awake at night. Mr Ollie Doward, last year's champion. He was champion until the final week when he threw it away by not selecting Van Arnold. He is now in 10th place with a strong 73 points. Can he make a second half comeback? Time will tell. Delford safety. safety is only 19 points off Tom Kershaw now and I'm only 5 points ahead of Tom Kershaw so down in 5th towards 8th, um, all very close and lucky strike, Cameron Taylor is also, also doing quite well he's um, only um, 17 off It's a cliche Sam but I genuinely think this is the most exciting league we have seen for many years Talking points. Talking point number one is a talking point which I didn't think I'd be making a few weeks ago. Here I am now. The first one is, is it time to get rid of Man City players? What do you think, Steve? Uh, Well, just because I'm now chasing points in this uh, ridiculous situation I've got myself into over the Christmas period, yes, I can confirm, Sam. Sané and Sterling have left the specials building. Personally, I'm going to keep faith in Sade and Sterling. I, keep I think that's a very wise mood and a differential because uh, you can bet your money that uh, these short-term managers like Perry and Owen will be junking. Do not discount the fact that Sané and Sterling will go big, big, big in the next game. I think you can also count yourself as one of them short-term managers as you seem to have gotten rid of both of them more than that later. The one Touché. One City player who I am getting rid of, which once again we'll talk about that later in the show, is Laporte. He's not been getting... I think there's a stat which Man City haven't kept a clean sheet in quite a long time. So I would avoid City defenders because they also don't seem to be scoring much goals. I mean, I think the only City defender I'd possibly have when he's back is Mendy, but even then I'd wait to see until he hits form. But San and Sterling, two games... There are, there are slight rotation risks every single game, although he seems to prefer both of them playing to Mares. But I'm going to keep faith. They have Southampton. I think they will bounce back against Southampton. <laughs> Talking point number two there, Sam, I see you say time to get rid of premium defenders. And you obviously have got your eye on Dina and Klasnikov. Any others you're looking at? Maybe it's time for Mr. Walker Peters. Kalashnik- Kalashnikov is also better known as Kalasinach, just to correct you there. Um, 
Yes, Laporte. I think many managers this week will be looking to get rid of Laporte or even Alonso, who's not been returning much points in the last few weeks. He's getting in the areas, though, and uh, experienced managers will say it's about chances, not necessarily the when you convert. So uh, I'd personally stick with Alonso. Yes, I think I will be keeping Alonso, but there are some better options. Maybe not better, but there are alternative defenders who are cheaper in both of them. These include Dina, Kalashnac, and some others like... I'm not sure, you say Walker Peters, but I'm not sure how guaranteed he is to start, although he did get three assists. And of course you've still got Lovren who came good for you, Uh, Liverpool really the only ones who are consistently getting the clean sheets. Yes, there's also Alexander-Arnold, like you said. He's back now. And and Doherty, but um, most managers I assume probably have both of them players. And... uh, Finally, the talking point, Sam, you have about penalty takers. Yes, you were saying to me yesterday that your team is made up of a lot of penalty takers and that is one of your assured ways of getting points from having them players take penalties. I was thinking about it as well and it appears that nowadays managers don't seem to worry, worry too much about penalty takers and quite often there are a few clubs who just have that the goal, the main goal scorer just take the penalty t- penalties rather than a special specialist player such as West I think didn't you say Snodgrass I think well we takes. suspect that it's normally noble but he doesn't not often play anymore so I suspect Snods may be on pen so you've got him I'd keep him uh, Pogba of course, gave the penalty to Lingard the other day. You've got Kane will always take the Spurs penalties. The one that is coming back into view is uh, the Palace, who's a lot more expensive than he was last year. Milosevic, um, worth looking at him. And, of course, the cheap penalty option down at Southampton, Mr Danny Danny Ings. But do be aware that when you expect big, big things from Mr Danny Ings, he often goes off after about 60 minutes because he gets tired. What penalty takers do you have in your team? Well, I don't want to give the game away about the changes, Sam, but there are a number of penalty takers now in my side ready for the second half of the season. Game Week Preview. Time now for the Game Week Preview, and you join us live at Liverpool Lime Street Station, so you may get some background noise. I'm joined by my man on the platform, Mr Pigeon, and also his assistant, Sam O'Brighton Everton. So this is uh, 29th. Three o'clock kickoff. No early game this week. Yeah, no early game. Loads of three o'clock games. Brighton Everton, I think, will be a draw because Brighton are quite good at home. One-one. Fulham Huddersfield. I have brought in the might of Mr. Camera, and I expect him to go big. Yeah, I agree with your thoughts. I think Fulham will win this. 2-1, maybe. So that's 2-1, obviously, competing with a train announcement there. Leicester-Cardiff, a tricky one to call this one. I think Leicester win. We have Spurs versus Wolves at Wembley. Wolves are a bit hit and miss. Sometimes they play well, sometimes they didn't. And I don't think they, that they, they probably could have beaten Fulham last week. But Spurs win. Spurs are on fire at the moment. They won 5-0... 6-2 the week before I think they'll beat Wolves but not by not, not by as much this time Watford-Newcastle is again at 3 o'clock 
I think Watford win. I feel a bit sorry for Rafael Benitez because I, I think that he's not being supported much in terms of transfers and he's doing the best he can but I'm not sure Newcastle will be in the Premier League this season but they are competing with some other teams but they don't seem to be improving much. Um, Watford win. And where we've just come from, where Sam has joined the management staff at uh, Liverpool, Liverpool Arsenal, Liverpool Arsenal, a big one. I can't see anything but a Liverpool win here. I have to say, Liverpool are doing very well at the moment. Their defence is much improved, and Arsenal aren't. Arsenal will have a drew against Brighton, and I have to say, having watched that previous game, Arsenal did not play very well against Brighton, whereas Liverpool beat Newcastle 4-0. So 2-0, even 3-0, Liverpool win. It could be an embarrassment for Liverpool, for Arsenal, I mean. And then we've got four games Sunday, so uh, this is going to be a marathon, starting with Palace-Chelsea. Then we've got Burnley-West Ham, Southampton-City, and United-Bournemouth. Fire off four predictions there, Sam, for your listeners. So, Palace, Chelsea. I, Palace do struggle to score a few goals. Like, they had Townsend score a great goal against City a few weeks ago. But other than that, um, and another goal, I think. But probably a narrow Chelsea win. 1 0 Chelsea. Hopefully, my man Hazard is on the score sheet. And then, second game at 2.15 is Burnley West Ham the, the guy for the BBC Sport prediction Mark Lawrence in the last few weeks has always tipped Burnley to win but I can't see that happening here Burnley are not doing very well I think they actually have a higher chance of getting relegated than Newcastle do in fact so I think West Ham win West Ham they've, they, yeah, they're also a little bit hit and miss they lost to Watford but they beat Southampton I think they'll beat Burnley here and the game after that, sorry for the background train noise, is Southampton Man City. I keep saying this, I think I've said it last week as well. I think Man City actually will bounce back this time. I think this may be 3 1, but the Man City defence isn't great at keeping clean sheets. But I think Sane, I think Pep has a point to prove, having lost the last, is it last three games I think they've lost? Yes, City City win, and then final game of the game week: Man United Bournemouth. Will Onit Gunner resume resume his his uh, successful reign so far into the Man United manager as Man United manager? I think he will. Bournemouth on a very poor run of results. I think they've lost quite a few games. I think a comfortable United win here. The question is, how much? I'm going to say 2-0. Big one, Matthew. Matthew for this week is Marcos Alonso. He's on a very quite poor run of form recently. Chelsea aren't keeping many clean sheets and their goal scoring, they're not scoring as many goals, especially Alonso. Can't remember the last time he got a goal or assist. But I have a feeling... Like I said last week, that he's hit the last game week even. They just hit the post quite a few times the last few games. I think he's this t- this week. I don't think he'll hit the post. I think he'll hit the back of the net. So Marcus Alonso is my big one, Matthew, for this week. Harry the Cat's mystic prediction. Harry's surprise prediction this week will be Palace to beat Chelsea by one goal to nil. It'll be a penalty, and it will be Milosevic. 
My team, your team. My changes this week, Sam. I've still not shaken off this desire to throw away loads of points. So there's three more changes in at the specials. I had to correct a couple of mistakes. Uh, Hazard is back in. Uh, Pogba is in. Possibly will get arm banded and the two leaving are the City players Sterling and Sané and there is one more change which is I think we said already wasn't it camera for Andone Andone still a bit of money in the bank Sam your changes so my changes are nice and quickly um, they are Digne and Kane in full support and Aubameyang Aubameyang has Liverpool up next I'm conflicted whether to get him back in the next few weeks because after Liverpool he does have Fulham but I'm bringing in Kane mainly because he's playing Wolves Arsenal playing Liverpool I think Kane might score against Wolves I don't think Aubameyang will score against Liverpool and Digne for Laporte I don't think Man City will keep many clean sheets in the last few weeks like just as I say that maybe Laporte will score a header I don't know but I think Digne probably offers twice as much attacking potential he just scored two goals so I've got him in against Brighton away and I've got Kane in it as well I haven't in all honesty decided on the captain yet but it's looking because I brought him in as though it will be Pogba I'm in the exact same situation I've not decided yet however I think it will be between Hazard against Palace or Kane against Wolves one of them two you have to see later on who I've captained in next week's pod, or you can look at my team on the league to see who I've captained. The fourth official has indicated there will now be a minimum of three minutes time allowed. Three minutes time allowed. So that's all for this pod, and uh, appreciate you all bearing with us as we complete this day trip to uh, the wonderful city of Liverpool. And uh, Sam, any closing thoughts as the train pulls in? Make sure you have a happy new year. Sort your New Year's resolutions out. Hopefully one of them is to get better at fantasy football and pick the right captain each week. Liverpool has also not got much time left. The train is pulling in, but I'd like to say that Liverpool is a magnificent city and I would like to go back there maybe in the next few years or so. But a good, good review for Liverpool. And make sure you all get a... I'm not going to say shed load of points because I've said that too much. Goodbye, everyone. You're listening to Luton Digital. Get in touch via LutonDigital.com. That was Luton Digital. Tune in again next game week. And good luck, managers. Hope you get a shed load of points. That was Luton Digital. Tune in again next game week. And good luck, managers. Hope you get a shed load of points.